Welcome back, kids and coaches, to another episode of West of Nowhere. I am Levi. And I'm Shane. Yeah. We're back at it. We're here. And <laughs> I was going to say, we'd probably get the show taken off the air, so never mind. But get used to it. Fill in the blank between we're here and get used to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I got <laughs> what you're saying, but it's not even remotely true. Um, Unless you're coming out on the show, in which case, you know, hey, I'm here for you. No, but do <laughs> you think that would help our listener base at all? Uh, probably. Yeah. If one of us were a minority of some sort <laughs> instead of just two white dudes. Just two straight white dudes. Mm-hmm. You guys have everything. What are you complaining about? Everything, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pay attention. I don't know. <laughs> Um, if you're wondering why we didn't record last week, uh, Levi was conveniently sick, you know, but he still could put out his other show, so let's just not throw stones, you know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> conveniently sick. I have let you know that my allergies have been whooping my ass lately, and I don't, I'm, you know, it's right in that sweet spot where I'm not confident when I wake up if I'm actually ill. Or if it's the trees that hate me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Dude, like, I always was told that when you blow your nose, you have a stuffy nose, you blow your nose, it's clear, means it's allergies. And if it's all gunky, you're sick. But I don't think that's true. I think that's some just bullshit mom propaganda. You know what I mean? So... I, yeah, no, I kind of so I, I never really got that same like story told to me, but I, I did notice like in my 30s now, I have noticed that every morning when I wake up, I have to blow my nose. Like yeah, when I was younger, never. But as soon as I wake up, I have to blow my nose. I, I it, and if I don't, then I'm stuffy all day. And maybe it's because I've gotten allergies somehow, but yeah. it doesn't make any sense Just because developed them over the years. Yeah. yeah. But now, no matter what, the first thing I have to do is blow my nose when I wake up and then get ready for work, whatever. Yeah. And it never used to happen before. Sure. And But since I've noticed that, now anytime my, when I have my son, if he sniffles one time, I'm like, go blow your nose. Yeah. Just go. And I yeah. wonder if it's just an old thing, right? So, like, when you're younger, you don't think about it. You're just whatever. But I, re- I can remember, like, sniffling one time, my mother going, go blow your nose. Yeah, you know. So I think it might be an old thing where, like, once you're old, you just I I have to blow my nose all the time because, like, I don't know, the hairs in your nose have just gotten so thick. Yeah, they just catch everything. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's what I think too. It's like I know that they're there to do that, but it it sucks. And how dare you? But yeah, I don't know. And you bring up a good point, but like. When I was little, I hated blowing my nose. I don't even know why. What? It takes like two seconds, and I was like, this is the worst thing you can do to a human is make them blow their nose. Like, yes. So, and to that, <laughs> to this day, I will sniffle and like, I will keep that stuff in 
for way too long and then I'll blow my nose and I'm like, man, that, that felt good. And, and still I'm like, I'll just sniffle all, all day long and I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I, it turns out I'm very bad at being a human, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, on that same vein of like thinking things are the worst is like being a child. I can, I can also remember like getting my fingernails clipped being so like blowing my nose didn't really bother me growing up. Yeah. But like the, for me, it was fingernails. My mom would be like, it's time to clip your fingernails. And I was like, no, really? She would have to like chase me around the house. That's hilarious. And yeah. like, and force me to let her, cause I was just like, I, the, the act itself just freaked me the fuck out for some reason. Yeah. I just like could not stand it. See, I never worried about my fingernails cause I was a chronic nail biter until three months ago. Uh, <laughs> I had to make like the most conscious effort to like stop and I'm doing pretty good um but it feels weird and I don't like it but I know I shouldn't so I have to you know but um for me my the thing like I hated more than anything was uh like when I was real little probably like you know three to like five no three three to like ten probably i was like i fucking hated having to go take a bath or take a shower and like and it's not because i wanted to be disgusting or anything like or like i hated getting clean i just hated that i had to take time out of doing whatever i was doing to go out of my way to go fucking do this bullshit like i i was like i don't want to do it like i'm busy playing leave me like me Goku and Vegeta are having this crazy fight right now and I cannot be taken away from it like <laughs> and so my mom had to do um like some mental warfare and was like all right well we'll like and she turned it in this big game of like how quick I can get done in the shower like or in the bath like how quick I could get everything done you know yeah. get in and get out and so that was like the thing I was like get in get out and then um, you know, just hauling ass through the... <laughs> and so to this day, I still take, you know, like, seven-minute showers. <laughs> it's, like, so ridiculous. But, like, I'm like, I don't want to be in there all day. I have stuff I'd rather be doing that... Does the shower feel great? Yeah, but, like, I would much rather be doing something. <laughs> like, anything else. No, yeah, so. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up, that you said the shower. Because I was gonna say shower, and then I was like, I don't want people to think I'm nasty. yeah. Next best thing was because I can remember the same thing. Like, just I was just too busy. Like, yeah, in my you know whatever seven, eight, nine year world or what, maybe even a little younger, I was just like, there is too many things going on right now. Like, I'm I got my I got my action figures. I'm doing this. Like, things are happening right now, and I cannot stop. Yeah, I can't, I can't do the it. imagination's going. Like, if I press pause, I might not remember what I was doing. Like, yeah, no, one hundred percent. <laughs> and of course you can't like say that as a kid you are literally like i don't no. wanna like yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, the no. only words that come out but like in your head you're like i have all this stuff going on like i can't <laughs> if i if i come back i won't know which car's in first place like i don't this is this is not what we're doing right <laughs> but it just comes out as i don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna take a shower. <laughs> you're like okay cool <laughs> and it's crazy like watching kids now like because i still have vivid you know recollection of how yeah. i acted and how i thought and so i'll see kids like doing some i'm like man i get it dude like <laughs> like the parents are like oh we can't i'm like i know what's happening this kid is like 
Yeah, it's it just cracks me up. And so in like the last like six months, my son has like started to shower on his own. Mm-hmm. He doesn't for the longest time. He if he took a bath, you couldn't get water in his eyes. And if you got water in his eyes, it was the end of the fucking world. Yeah. And I don't know. I missed the transition. I was on deployment, unfortunately, but. There was this transition where he went from taking baths and like couldn't get water in his eyes to now he takes showers like a fucking adult. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you can always tell if he actually cleaned himself. If he once he gets out of the shower and he gets he gets dressed and comes downstairs, he'll go, "Dad, do I smell like whatever soap was in there?" And he could read what the smell was supposed to yeah. be. If he asks you if he smells like that soap, then you know he cleaned himself. Yeah. But if he comes downstairs and just and and doesn't ask. I'm like, hey Emmett, did you, uh, what did you do in the shower? He's like, yeah. uh, I cleaned myself, and I was like, let me smell you. And he'll be like, ah, I I'm actually, fine. I got something going on. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my God. Kids crack me up, dude. Like, yeah. especially when like they're at that age where they're trying to like get out of doing different things, and like they can actually like. They can make an argument. It's never a good one, but they can, like, make the argument. Like, well, you know, here's the thing is, <laughs> you told me this, and so now I, you know, this is what I want to, and you're like, no, bro, that's not, rules change. <laughs> this is what we're at. This is what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. Well. Uh, I actually learned that I'm not a terrible parent. Hey. Which is cool. So last weekend, uh, we were camping with another couple and some other friends and stuff, and uh, my buddy's wife brought up the fact that in a in a in an effort to try to make their son not lie, she would say, "I can tell you're lying." Like if she could actually tell she was lying, he was lying. Oh, yeah. If if she could tell he was lying, she she started saying, "You have a star on your head." Oh, right. And it, I was like, "No way!" I was like, "That's crazy." Because I think I've talked about it on this podcast or or Westbind or whatever one of the thirty podcasts we've been on, right? Uh, <laughs> When Emmett was younger, when we first started, you know, like trying to get him to like, we started to start, started to realize that he was realizing he could lie about stuff, not just tell the truth. Yeah. Uh, our thing was, um, hey, we know you're lying. Your ears are turning red. Oh yeah. And and for the longest time, you know, and I've had debates, you know, with like sitting around doing nothing, going, was that terrible? Did I like fuck my son up? Yeah. But, like years from now, when he's an adult, is he going to be talking to some fucking random person and just? <laughs> you know, cover his ears like a fucking crazy person yeah they like it, it was so refreshing to hear that another parent even though i thought their idea was less believable because a star where does a star come from like you could you can feel yeah. when your ears get red yeah you know I mean? at least maybe not when you're seven or younger you can't feel that but like when you get older you can definitely feel it you know yeah yeah so but it was so refreshing to hear that other parents make up preemptive things to try to like stop you yeah from lying uh so that was pretty dope like <laughs> that is, that, that's funny i've never like um i don't think i remember like a specific tactic i think my mom was always just like i know you're lying like she just just called me straight and i'm like okay like and, and, you know i have a very guilty face for the most part like i wear yeah. my emotions on my face pretty heavily so you know <laughs> if she's like why are you like looking all timid like a scared dog right now like you're <laughs> you're lying about something something's going on and i'm like oh, yeah. i don't know what you're talking about everything's great over here <laughs> yeah yeah no i um 
Oh shit! I totally lost my train of thought. Oh. Um. Damn it. Yeah, this is awkward. All right. <laughs> That's uh, all right. While I'm awkward as fuck, we want to thank our oh, yeah. Patreon uh, people: Adam Pacino, Mark Stadler, Kylie Gangwish, Colby Jordan, Chantel, and of course Colton Zamersla, who refuses to get with the program. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. Oh, we got oh. comments on the YouTube. Or do you remember? I do. So I okay, don't. I, in the same vein, and same like like way you were going, I don't actually. My mother ever telling me, uh, like a certain thing to make me think I was lying either. Yeah. I just for the longest time, I just assumed she knew. Like yeah, because oh, I would tell her yeah. something and she would just be like, no, like yeah. fuck. Okay, well, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it made and it, and it got me thinking when I was thinking about that that like. There were shifts at every part of my childhood where I realized something that drastically changed who I was as a person. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I was 12 when I realized that if whenever my brothers or sisters went to tell on me, if I was right behind them and I sarcastically went, yeah, I definitely did that. Yeah. My mom would instantly believe that they were lying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like mom Russell took this from me and I'm like yeah, of course mom I took that from them yeah why and wouldn't it, I yeah yeah exactly the second and I when I realized that I would just I just abused it yeah <laughs> what? of course you did <laughs> yeah obviously I took that mom like why would they lie <laughs> yeah and like as soon as you find out one thing kind of works in your benefit you're like you know what here's the thing is <laughs> you start to like yeah i remember in high school um and i you know i don't know if this was her true belief but this is what she would say all the time is how you know how how sweet of a boy i was and how i wouldn't like do all these like and so i would i would purposely like feed her stories of like my friends doing crazy stuff <laughs> and i mean at the same time that might limit my ability to hang out with that person in particular, but if they're hanging out with somebody else mm-hmm. and I ask to hang out with that person, then it's fine because she doesn't know. Like she can ask all 300 questions about who's going to be there, what do they smell like, and where they live. But <laughs> like, as like that's that was how it worked. But yeah, yeah. So I would like purposely like my friend Tyson, my fucking brother hated him. My mom was like on the fence she liked him as a person but like she would hear the stuff that he would do at like school and stuff and so yeah. it was like i don't know if i want you hanging out with him <laughs> and then and then there were some friends who were like that guy i'm pretty sure that guy's smoking meth and she's like i just love that patrick guy I'm like all right yeah <laughs> it's so weird yeah <laughs> so i i Sometimes I was like, man, she knows everything. And then other times I'm like, I don't think she has any idea what's happening. But I don't know. Yeah. I've, uh, since we're on this like crazy topic, I, I think I single handedly traced my downfall as like an early teenager up until I obviously turned my life around and, you know, joined, yeah. the, joined the Navy, which yeah. is debatable if that's a turnaround or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there was a time, um, so my mom wasn't I love my mom you know she wasn't she was a single mom let me just get this out of the way she was a single yeah. mom she did the best she could right whatever uh but you know she didn't always make great decisions and I've 
and, and neither did my father and I've tried to like I've tried to frame the way I am as a father against what I thought my two parents didn't do great yeah but again they're both good people they did the best they could right they had they had me really young yeah <laughs> but uh there was a time where uh my mother was my me and my brother were in a fight me and Zach fucking asshole uh <laughs> <laughs> we were in a fight, and he his go to thing at the time was to pick a fight, or I'd pick the fight, and then his he, his immediate response was to run upstairs and go tell mom immediately, right? And oh. at this point, at this point, she had caught on to my sarcastic shit, yeah, and she knew that I was just doing it to cover my ass, yeah. And uh, so I, I topped the stairs, and as soon as I topped the stairs, she grabs me, oh shit, uh, <laughs> and not in the best way, right? yeah. Like, fucking was it a choke. loving embrace? No, it was not a loving embrace. Was, oh, come here, little Shane. <laughs> you know, and she <laughs> grabbed me, and she's screaming at me. And for whatever, and I'm 13, I remember that specifically, but... And for whatever reason, I was just like, no. Yeah. And just, like, pushed her as hard as I could. Because, oh, yeah. Well, she, like I said, I was at the top of the stairs, and, and she had grabbed me by the throat. You threw your mom down the stairs? I didn't throw it down the stairs. Oh. There was a I was I was on top of the stairs and she was against, oh, okay. there was like a wall right there. So I pushed her as hard as I could and she hit the wall. Oh shit. Yeah. And I remember I remember seeing the look in her eyes that like she could no longer be overly Physical. aggressive to yeah. yeah. Because at least one of us, one of the four of us had gotten too big for that to work anymore. Yeah. Uh but had I not realized that, had I not done that. I think some things would have been different for all four of us in our childhood because yeah. that day happened. And from then on, my mother just kind of hands off. Yeah. She kind of she just, would still like yell and stuff, but it wasn't like physical. Well, I, I, I mean, she would yell, but even, even then, like me, like, well, what, yeah, well, what's me that going to do though? Yeah. Yeah. So me and Zach, me and Zach started it. We would just go wherever we wanted, whenever we wanted to go. We had no, nobody had any fucking tether over us we just did whatever the fuck we wanted whenever the fuck we wanted to do it yeah <laughs> and then obviously a bunch of crazy shit happened and yeah me, me and zach went down insanely ridiculous paths and yeah what the craziest thing ever to me was is a couple years later uh alex and me were talking and well when i say a couple i would say like 10 15 yeah. years later me and alex were talking and he said that Obviously, he never seen the altercation in the staircase, but he noticed the shift in the house, and he noticed that, like, me and – he said verbatim, he was like, I used to look up to you and Zach because you guys were scared of nothing. Yeah. He's like, you guys did whatever you wanted, whenever you wanted to do it, and no one could tell you different, and I just wanted to be just like you. And thinking back to that time frame of my life, I yeah. was fucking always scared. Yeah. Like – we we were we were poor. We like right. I don't I don't know how my mother had food in the house ever. She worked fast food job to fast food job to some fucking shitty chicken factory job to back to fast food. Yeah. And I was always terrified. I was like yeah. we had like from the time as far back as I can remember, I think we moved 15 to 20 different times in a in my like in my 16 years of living with her. Right. And to hear that, like, it, like I said, and to hear him say that he looked up to us, that we were scared of nothing, that we just seemed, you know, like the world was just like ours. Yeah. It's a crazy concept. Yeah, because that's not how you felt about it no. at all. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was always worried. I was like, dude, I gotta, I have to go to school. I have to, and like, you know, and because we were poor, we could eat at high school. We could eat at school. So like, oh yeah, going to school didn't bother me because like, it was always easy for me. Yeah. The, I didn't, I never had to study until I got in the Navy. Yeah. Like before the Navy, I like never studied for anything. I was just like class was fucking non-existent. Like it was just, I just had to be there so that I could eat twice a day. <laughs> and hang out and, with people. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's why. That yeah, go ahead. Because of that, no, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Because of like hearing what he had to say, it also like shifted the way I've been as a father. Because I don't know, like now I like uh, it's hard to explain. Like I want my son to like to know really what life is like, not just like what. And obviously, he's seven. He's gonna be eight in December, and like yeah, I just. It's just so crazy to me because there's so many things that play into like I have this tiny human being that's going to be a man and it's going to be different for him and not to sound fucking tone deaf, but like it's not like like <laughs> no one listens to white dudes in America anymore because <laughs> we we have everything. And I'm not right. saying and I'm not saying that like everything like that we don't have it easier because like, yeah, dude, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of data to say that we do so whatever we yeah, do fine right but also you got to watch how you fucking speak i don't know yeah and like you like so you kind of want him to be aware of what things could be potentially but also protection from that like but yeah. not oblivious because there's some kids who get raised in a bubble and they're like like <laughs> Every now and then, I'll talk to people um, who are in, like, their parents never got divorced, and they had a stable, stable house. They had their own house. They lived yeah. in a house, and they never moved. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, anyway, I had two birthday parties, and uh, I, <laughs> my dad moved probably seven times, and my mom moved probably just as much my entire child. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, talking to people who didn't experience that like that's so weird because they're cool that's there was this guy i worked with at um the job i had before i moved up here and me and my buddy uh tj he like we would we would like throw we would just like trauma dump on him because he came up like in this super like normal like normative home and yeah like to say the things that we would he's like oh oh my gosh like he just was baffled (laughs) he was blown away by this like these concepts and and he's a very sweet guy like we're still friends with him and everything (laughs) it was just very funny to see his like authentic reaction to what we thought was normal and (laughs) and he's just like what what is happening yeah yeah so you don't want your kid to end up like that where they're like i have no idea what you know what could be you know yeah, no, and and that's the thing that like uh, this is gonna sound weird, but like I kind of I've started to as I've gotten older and like had Emmett for a while now, and I've I've started to kind of see the the flip side to even though I don't agree with a lot of the time the way that like quote unquote boomers are about how like their life was so hard so our life should yeah. be hard. I don't agree with that sentiment at the same time. So like Emmett is you know like I said he's gonna be eight in December. He's never he's lived in the same house his entire life. Yeah, you know he's he's got a really stable like life, and he kind of lives in he kind of does live in a bubble, you know, like yeah, and and not because that's what's being forced upon him, just because like 
that's just how, how life is. is. Yeah. And sometimes I go, maybe he should, maybe maybe I should be harder on him just because I sh- because he needs to be <laughs> yeah because he needs some kind of harder reality. And then yeah. I'm like, no, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. But part of the reason, like, by no means am I a well-rounded fucking adult, but <laughs> right. But I can deal with things I've noticed other people can't deal with because growing up my life was hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whenever whenever shit's going south, you're just like, all right, cool, I'm stressed. But I know that I know that I can deal with this because yeah. I've been in these stressful situations. Right. So by Emmett having this great life, am I am I setting him up to later in life be just fucking overly stressed and and overwhelmed yeah. because he never had to deal with any kind of strife? It's it's yeah. such a I don't know what the right word is, but it's such this weird like juxtaposition, I guess you'd say. Where yeah. like I want him to I want him to know what struggle is, but I fucking don't want him to know. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think where, you know, he's only eight or almost eight. Yeah. Like he's still pretty early on in school. Like he's got ten more years plus of school, right? Yeah. Of just regular grade school. And I think you know, for a lot of kids that do end up, you know, living in, but like, that's where the most of the adversity comes from. Yeah. If it doesn't come from, which it shouldn't come from home, like that's, <laughs> you, you know, know we've lived that life and that's not fun and that's not what it should be. But, <laughs> you know, it does happen, unfortunately. And he'll probably hear about stuff like that at school. But I think most of the adversity for, you know kids is that's where it comes from and that's why i get like weirded out when people are like i don't want i don't want to have my kid but like, i want to homeschool my kid and i'm like i i don't i don't think that's a great idea like i think they should probably be at least in a communal kind of situation like homeschool now is probably vastly different than what it was when we met homeschooled kids when we were yeah. younger but like God, they were always weird. <laughs> like, always, yes. And they lived in a bubble all the time. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. meet... I met one girl who was homeschooled who I was like, she's somewhat normal. And even then, like, she was normal for, like, the... Like, because I met her through, like, a youth group. So she was normal for the evangelical church youth group that I was going to just because I wanted to socialize with people. Yeah. And that's a weird crowd so <laughs> you know and like looking back i don't know how and i didn't spend a lot of time with her outside of that so i'm like i don't know what this person is like but they talk about jesus a lot that's all i know um but yeah i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> do you remember <laughs> in like the early days of like west Bind, where i did that interview where i was the like still trying to, uh not the mormon the guy who was an atheist oh no i don't remember that so I knew him at a very, not young age, but I knew him in like the sixth grade, right? Yeah. And I'd always see him at church with his uh, brother and sister and like super nice people. But you could tell they were like, there was like a little off. And I don't mean anything disrespectful. The guy's a great guy. I've talked to him multiple times throughout my life. Uh, They just behave differently. Yeah. It was just like, in social situations, you'd, you'd see like there was a little like disconnect. Yeah. And... Whenever someone finally told me, I think it was him actually, he was like, Yeah, we were homeschooled forever. <laughs> and it, it immediately clicked. I was like, Yeah, okay. you're like, Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, cue all the memes of like dad sitting in your room with a wig on trying to tell you about how like real life is. <laughs> Holy shit. Fucking. Is that like a movie 43 reference? Because... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, I, I 100% get it. And yeah, it was always like, I would meet uh, some, some homeschool kids at like, uh, like little league soccer and football and stuff like that. Like you would meet them because there was only a handful of elementary schools in my town. It's not like I was from like a huge towns, 20,000 yeah. some people. So like you would kind of get an idea of where like, you know, you went to so-and-so school. And then by the time you go to middle school, there's only two middle schools. Right. So that eliminates, you know, quite a bit. You yeah. start to see those people all the time, and then by the time you get to high school, it's either high school or the Catholic private school. And so when I would, like, as I was in high school and, like, going to different things, like, some of my friends would, like, we would all go to the football game or, like, you know, different things like that. And then there'd be kids that, because I, I had friends early on who, you know, because I went to a very, like, a elementary school in the rich neighborhood yeah and so like they would know because they were neighbors with some of these people but they would know some of the uh the homeschooled kids and we'd see them at like events and stuff and i'd be like i don't know like i just don't understand the concept like <laughs> i'd go yeah. over to my friend's house and we'd be playing outside and like oh this is so and so he doesn't go to school and i'm like what that sounds awesome but now looking <laughs> back on it i'm like oh, i'm glad i went because I mean, you know, I can at least, and I don't know, I haven't met any super homeschool people as an adult, and I'm sure they, you know, adjust fine, but I feel like there's a lot of, uh, interaction that is very, like, I don't know, very important for, a, you know, children well, to go it, through, because it's, at, at the society that we live in, like, you, like, you're gonna be working in a setting with a bunch of people from a bunch of different backgrounds, and if you don't really get that heavy interaction, like you might see people here and there, but like if you're not spending a large portion of time with those people, that's going to be a culture shock in and of itself. Yeah. Unless you're a homeschooled kid whose dad runs a business and then you just take it over. And then in that case, you're going to be out of touch with your employees. So I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it's a, I think it's very important. Like I know people, there's like a bad rap that public schools get, but I think that if you, if Maybe if you're maybe if you're not homeschooled, maybe if you go to a private school, I think even then those those are different kids. I think yeah. public school is just this like great mesh or amalgamation of just different backgrounds and upraisings and different lies your parents tell you yeah. to like make you listen. And I don't know, it help I think it helps you. Yeah. You know? Well, and it helps you like it puts you in situations where you get to like interact with people who are like you know, you get those weird kids that just, like, freak out and storm out of class randomly or, like, the dudes who yell at teachers. And, like, it, it prepares you for the most random of life because you get so many hormones in these little bodies and then you put them in a class and you're like, don't move. And then shit gets weird <laughs> because everybody's fucking like, ah, I need, like, I don't like it. And then you have the people who are, you know, just, uh like all right yeah i'll just sit here for two hours and listen to you talk about 
fucking butterflies or whatever the hell. <laughs> yeah. And like all those people have to mix and talk. And then you get like group projects and shit where you're like forced to interact with these people. And like you might be the quietest kid, but now you're, you know, talking to a cheerleader all day and you're like, oh, this is weird. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> but at least you know, at least you get that experience, you know. And then also, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that like, especially right now, there's so much like bad press, like aimed and like propaganda aimed at like public school. But honestly, like it's also escape for some kids, you know, they get to go be with people that they like, they enjoy hanging out with their friends or they wouldn't get the opportunity to learn anything at home. So, you know. Yeah, I think it's important, but I don't. What what the fuck do I know? I mean, I went to public school and look how I turned out. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I need you to pop out a kid already, so we can have some like existential dad dread <laughs> conversations. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I will say I do. Uh, so when I go over to my brother's house, uh, and like after the kids go to sleep, and he's just kind of like reflect because we had like. Granted, he's five and a half years older than me, but we had a very similar, you know, experience as in, like, yeah, he's five and a half when I was born, but, you know, really, you're conscious from three, maybe, and on. So, there's only two and a half years where I exist, or I didn't exist, that he's aware of, or whatever. And we had very similar um, lives in the fact that we, (laughs) compared to our younger brother... We, you know, lived that whole time, like seven years was, I was seven when my little brother was born. So we lived this whole time where it was just him, me, my mom, and like we went through all this crazy shit. And so, um, as a dad, he's like, like reflecting after a decision. He's like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want them to think this or, you know, I, but I want them to experience this. And I, you know, and it's kind of fun to see this side because it's like i remember very vividly having you know (laughs) having these as children conversations about what the parents are doing and you know and it's very weird to be like we're on the opposite end of it and and he's doing a great job whether he thinks not or you know thinks it or not but you know it it is interesting to you know see that and yeah and like my other friends who i grew up with who are parents now is it's just wild because obviously we live vastly different lives now but but like like at the bare bones of it i'm like yeah this is awesome like just just to see because they they pick up on you know the stuff that their friends told them when they were you know growing up and like so they use these and they're like i don't want to do this and like like you remember how awful your mom was i don't want to be that you know (laughs) and so yeah like as a person who doesn't have a kid looking at people who do it's it's very interesting and cool it's always for me it's always fun because uh i got work with you know i mean you know how it is being like at his command like and if for me as a person and obviously me and you are different because we got close quick and we like learned about each other and we fucking it's different for me and you like yeah but for a lot of people especially now with the rank i am People don't talk to me, right? And yeah. I mean, like, they don't ask me questions. And when they find things out about me, they get so surprised. So this past <laughs> weekend, uh, on Sunday, we decided we were all going to – it was me, 
uh, Emmett and Natalie and then a, my buddy and his girlfriend. We were going to go to breakfast. You know, we, we'd all just got back from camping and we we're just going to go to breakfast. Oh, well, yeah. as I'm about to pull in to where we're going to breakfast, a guy from this, the command that I've talked to multiple times, good dude. We, we, you know, we bullshit in the hallway and we have like yeah. a decent rapport. I see him walking down the sidewalk. So I stop, roll the window down and I start, you know, yelling random yeah. dumb shit at him. And he walks up and I was, he's like, where are you guys going? I was like, oh, I was like, me and Natalie and my son are going to go eat breakfast. And he goes, your son. So I rolled the back window down, and Emmett's sitting back there, and he waves. Yeah. And he goes, I, he's like, I had no fucking clue you had a kid. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's him. You know, he's seven. He's doing great. You know, and Emmett says yeah. hey to him again, and then, you know, he goes on about his day. Well, uh, two days ago, he stops me in the hallway, and he's like, dude, I had no clue, you know. He's like, yeah. I'm sorry. And I was like, well, I was like, don't be sorry. Yeah. Like, if you don't ask me the right questions, I'm not just going to tell you because there's – yeah. At a certain point, there's a disconnect, at least, yeah. you know, in our job, in my job yeah. that I have now. There's a disconnect that needs to be there. And right. if you don't ask me the right question, I'm just not going to tell you. Like yeah. it, it's not pertinent to our job. It doesn't affect anything. I don't need yeah. you to know that I have a kid, so you listen to me. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, when you work, uh, you know, it's not the same as working like a random, like, you know, uh, restaurant or like, <laughs> like, cashier job like you're not just sitting there bullshitting and like going so anyway tell me about you like it's there's i don't know there there is a formality to it obviously it's very informal at times but there is like this very like i didn't know half the shit about like there's you know some chiefs that would just like talk and talk and talk and you're like okay well i know everything about you now but then there's a lot of them that are like I'm pretty sure that guy's not even real. Like, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's like. He clearly doesn't want to be at home because we're here and it's six o'clock at night. And we got here at six o'clock in the morning. But does he hate his wife? Does he have a wife? I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> what's going on there? I don't know what's the deal. And yeah. yeah, you. So there is like a bunch of there's like a separation, like you said, from <laughs> how a lot of people interact, and it's weird to think about, but it's true. And it, uh, it, it was definitely different than any job experience I've ever had. Yeah, there's a so there's a there's a, a higher up guy. He's a he's there's a senior chief in the command. But I've heard multiple people just drag right, just like they don't like him, they don't like who <laughs> yeah. he is, whatever. Well, then we had that command camping trip, and what I saw of him as a person at the command camping trip completely changed my view of him. Yeah, like we had had some interactions during deployment that I wasn't happy about and then getting to meet him and his family and his kids and seeing how he was as a person completely changed my view of him. Yeah. And I think it changed his view of who he thought I was as well because ever since then that camping trip he stops talks to me like randomly. He obviously he doesn't get too personal at work but he yeah. you can tell there's like a we figured out we're real people. Yeah, like, interaction that happened because yeah, like, you're not just a ranking like you're not just you know the the dude who works for him. You're actual, you're an actual human, and he's yeah. an actual human to you. Yeah. Uh, the first night we were there, his kid, like, so we're sitting around a fire. There's no other kids. I've already put Emmett to bed. Uh, we're roasting marshmallows. We're talking shit. We're drinking beers. Like, yeah. And this kid is just there, and I'm like, who? Yeah, who is this kid? <laughs> Just this little blonde kid, like, yeah, just, just full of energy, out. just, like, hanging yeah. out with us. And I was like, I can remember as a kid hanging out with adults and... Yeah, being that And kid. I was like, yeah, and I was just yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah, you're not being annoying. Yeah. Hang out with us. Yeah. 
Well, at a certain point, this kid is just destroying marshmallows. Just, I mean, just, just, just going them. in. Yeah. Well, just like eating them out of the bag oh, as fast as he can. I thought you meant like just leaving them in too long or something. Oh, no. Like so that. we were like, we were helping him do the fire thing. Yeah. Because you know, okay. he's little. He's got to be like, yeah. he had to have been like six, maybe okay. seven sure. on the way to turn seven. Yeah. But we we noticed, I noticed that he was just like, just like eating marshmallows fast as he goes. And I was like, hey, man. And I was like, you're done. I was like, I don't know who your parents are, <laughs> but you're done. Yeah. This is way too many marshmallows. And then he says, he's like, my father is this person. And I was like, oh, got you. <laughs> I was like, what's your name? And he goes, you can call me Calligator. <laughs> kid so, sounds awesome. Dude, he was. I loved like, I loved that kid. Every time I see his dad at work, I'm like, yo, how's Calligator doing? How's you Calligator? Know, like, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I loved it. But I walk over, you know, and I'm talking to him. I'm like, hey, I was like, he's not being an issue. He's just destroying marshmallows He's i know it's late eating so many marshmallows and i just want you to know before you get sick from eating too much sugar whatever yeah you know, so, so then he comes over and hangs out with us and from that point forward for the next two nights after that he would come hang out with us talk to us and be be a real person and so it made me understand him better while he was at work so i don't know it's just cool i don't know yeah i don't know where i don't know where i was going with that but i just like it just fit in with that at the time now do you think <laughs> that the lack of um like personal interaction that you have is good or do you think that you guys would have a little bit like and the command as a whole have a better uh you know better flow of how things went if everybody was like on a little more of a personal level i 100 percent think there should be more personal level yeah there's as much as everyone talks shit i'm one of those people that's done it before yeah i think that if you and it's and everyone feels that everyone's like oh they're forced interactions but like Oh, like For, command yeah. picnics and shit? Yeah, and command yeah. camping trips, whatever. I, yeah. I understand they're forced, but at the same time, obviously not everyone's going to get something out of it, but somebody is going to get something out of it. Yeah. It's going to make their life easier. Like, cool. They're a dick at work, but yeah. outside of work, they're able to, like, I think, I think, I think if you see someone who's a dick at work and they're a dick outside of work, you're just like, oh, they're just a dick. Yeah. But if you see someone who's a dick at work, and outside of work, they're just a normal person. Then you can go, all right, at work, they're about work. They just yeah. they, work is work, and that's what that is. Yeah, and so you and can kind of like square off and be like, okay, we're good. Like they're not yeah. being an asshole. They're just like focused on the job or whatever. Yeah, and I yeah. think that matters. I think I was. That, oh, go ahead. Oh, oh, um, I was just thinking that like, yeah, the the command picnics and like all those things, those suck, but like. Those were the best because, like, you could sit and bullshit and you were, you know, like, that was, like, you with the people that you're with all the time. Yeah, but you're you're not worried about work. You don't have to talk about work. Like, I mean, granted, a lot of people still do, but, yeah. like, for the most part, you can just shoot the breeze and just hang out. And, like, it's different because, you know, in <laughs> in the Navy when you're at a place you're not there forever so it's not like you have friends that you know are normal people that you don't have a lot a lot of civilian friends that you hang out with and if you do they're probably people that just got out and decided to live there <laughs> yeah so it's not like working at you know a factory in town where you see those people at work and then you go home and then on the weekend you hang out with you know friends you've known for however long and like so in a weird way, you do need those interactions because, like, you do need, like, especially the junior sailors who don't have a network of people that, like, you might, as a, you know, 
when you get to a certain point, you're like, yeah, I know this guy and this guy and this guy. We used to be in the same squadron, but now they're down the road or whatever, and you can hang out with them. But, like, the brand new guys, they don't fucking know anybody. So they're like, we have to hang out. Because if I don't, I'll be in my room, and that's depressing. So, like, I think it's good on multiple levels where it gives, A, the, you know, the space to hang out with those people and not, like, you know, focus on work so much. But then also, you know, gives people the outlet to, (laughs) A, if they don't have any friends, to maybe make some. And then, B, uh, to actually, like, see people as normal people outside of of the job, you know, like you said. Well, I, I think that I think that whenever you can see someone in a natural spot, being who they are as an actual person, and not and not driven by what the job says you have to be driven by, yeah, I think that once that happens, you can, in your own mind, and, and maybe not everybody can, but for me, I'm able to go. All right, like you said earlier, we're at work; they're focused on work, and what they're doing is not personal. Yeah, and I think yeah, if you yeah. never get a chance to see who they are as a person you just assume that everything they do that could negatively affect you is personal which yeah, just that's, makes that's you... all your experience has been at that point yeah. exactly yeah oh man where does the time go <laughs> we're solving the world's problems <laughs> oh man <laughs> i love it we, uh, yeah yeah these are like my favorite episodes when we just go on a thing about random stuff like yeah, it's nice to know about the new stuff, but also, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's more fun to just go, ah, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're yeah. just gonna go down this road. I yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to do your billboard? Um, nah, we'll do that. We'll do, that. We'll do it next episode. <laughs> we'll keep it spicy. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're gonna we'll keep see. you guessing. <laughs> this is for you, Kylie. Uh, <laughs> we want to thank our friends, the Dutch and Different Podcast, the No New Friends Podcast, the Kicking It with the Kellys, and the Rumity Room. Um, we should have said at the beginning, you know, go to the link tree, look at the walk pod. Yeah. Link tree slash walk pod. Everything's there. Yeah. Um, Do all the things. If you're listening to this show, then you already enjoy Levi because let's be honest, 85% of the show is Levi, and I'm just here to make <laughs> random comments. You know, thank you, Tom. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> so check out the Remedial Scholar. It's great. Uh, if you Thank think you. that Levi says uh too much in this show, in that show he never says it. He does all the fucking research, and I thoroughly enjoy listening to it, even though I have to hear his voice at least once a week. So Jesus that should tell you Christ. something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, thank you. I, it's been a lot of fun. I, it is a lot of work to research everything, but I do that anyway, kind of. I just don't write it all down. So now instead of me badgering people with facts, I get to just do this, and then it's out there, and people can listen if they want. So check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all it. Right. Yeah. 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 I've had enough. Peace <laughs> out, bitches. Tip your bartender. <laughs>